today is a good day because all days above ground are good days. Welcome to our world show. So open up your mind, put away those checkers when you know that life is definitely a chess match. Relax and stay right here with your host, Netboy and Doc. Brought to you by the good people here on NewYorkUndergroundRadio.com. Net, you want to say something to the people? Just want to say happy to be here. Um, welcome to our show. Hope you guys enjoy. Okay. Listen, today I want to get to some things. Today I was watching uh, First Take. Do you ever watch First Take? Yeah, I enjoyed the show. Yeah, yeah, and you, uh, you see, Money Mayweather was on the show. And oh, uh, what are you talking about? He was talking very briefly about Brown and Soldier Boy, and you know that really interests me. And the reason that interests me so much is because I love the fact of some young black guys not taking something to the street, but actually stepping into the ring, skilled or not skilled, to pug it out and maybe, uh, you know, get some money to some charities and settle their difference. Anything that will allow young black men to not settle the score with gunplay, you know, some street nonsense. I'm I'm 100% for it, 100% for it. Even if it's the worst match we've ever seen in our life, I'd rather see that. I don't think it could get any worse than what we've seen before with celebrity boxing, but uh, you have two A-list, well, I don't know if I consider Soldier Boy an A-list artist, so you have an A-list artist against uh, what, A-minus artist. I still think that uh, Chris Brown has way more to lose by going in the ring with Soldier Boy. You're, top of the, you're at the top of your career right now. It doesn't pay much to just ignore the guy and call it a day. Well, see, personally, I'm out of the loop. I have no clue why Soldier Boy has a beef with uh, Chris Brown, probably over some chick, and they're banging, they probably banging chicks by the, like boatloads. They're throwing them away, and they're still probably fighting over a woman. But that's me speculating. But you know, I, know that, I do know that it had, I think it had something to do with Chris Brown's ex-girlfriend, but then Soldier Boy started talking about Chris Brown's daughter and her mom, which is fighting words in the hood when you mention someone's kids. Okay, yeah, that, that, that'll do it. But you know what? I mean, I know it was getting ridiculous. You know, this one, I, I'm, I'm a hardcore gangbanger. I'm a hard, you know, I didn't, I don't know when we crossed the line. There's certain things in our society now that are so twisted. You become, you become a multimillionaire. You get out of the ghetto to become more ghetto than you ever been in your life makes no sense to me why would i would not want to separate myself you know you want to get away from gunfire not knowing if you're going to be able to make it home safe these guys get to that level and then they emerge themselves deeper in that level they say well you know what let me find the grimiest motherfuckers that i can find and those are the guys i want to hang out with i don't want to hang out i don't want to hang out with lawyers doctors businessmen college grads fuck them I need some. I need some grimy thugs. That's because everyone wants to be tough or act tough. Everyone wants to be seen as a tough guy. It was the same thing that basically went on in the '90s when they had the whole Death Row uh, Records empire. Everyone wants to be that big gangster. Wants to be Scarface. Well, I would be the corniest fucking guy there is because you know what? I'm one of those brothers who like to golf. 
I'm taking my ass to the golf course. I am not taking my ass to uh, the shootout. You know what? If the shootout has to happen, it's because I'm trying to save my life, my family's life. Not because I'm trying to prove a point to some yokel who's sitting on his computer who's who's uh, trolling me, calling me every name in the book, and that I don't give a rat's ass about to begin with, you know? You, you're supposed to rise above certain things. You know, it's like, you know, we had discussed this before. It's like how nowadays strippers have taken the place of, uh, she's the woman that a guy wants. I make it to the NFL. I hop over every chick that I ever met in college. I hop over those girls that's working in my accountant's firm, my lawyer's firm, and I want the, you know, the chick with three, three children who shows her ass in the clubs on Friday, Saturday, and Wednesday. I don't even understand it, but you know, it's not my world. I think everyone wants to live in a fantasy world. They want to be the thug. They want to marry the, well, they don't want to marry. They want to bang all the, all the porn stars and the stripper chicks and then they they living in the they living in a fantasy and there's no one around them to bring them back down to reality. Yeah, I guess when you get that kind of loot, when there's no more worries in life, when you have no financial worries whatsoever, and money is rolling in ridiculously. We're talking some of these guys are making what a hundred grand a game. Matter of fact, I think I'm cutting them short. Some of these dudes are making three, four hundred to a million dollars per football game. I mean, I can't even imagine. Look at, if you go back in the day when you had an MC Hammer type. The guy was from the hood, but he tried to to bring all his boys with him, and it cost him his fortune. Same in fortune. You're only good, you're only going to be as good as the people around you. If you're going to hang with the thugs, you tend to go lean and get more in trouble that way. Yeah, somebody told me something, man, and I, I hold it, I hold it real dear to my heart. I wish I would have heard this when I was ten years old, but I did kind of listen in a way. But I heard this in my spirit, young, but nobody physically told me. And it's real simple: the people that mentor you in life that you listen to, that means that you allow them to mentor, will help formulate your future. They will help you towards the destiny in your life. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. Say say you're a good kid. You listen to your mother and father. You got two different kinds of mother and fathers. You got one, get the fuck out of my face. I don't give a fuck what you do. That's one mother and father. Then you have another mother and father that says, take your ass to school, get your degree, study hard, be a decent person. Those two paths will lead you directly into your future. Because one, that guy will have the future where he'll be down the line looking for jobs and he won't have the degree, he won't have the education because he was allowed to do anything he wants. Nobody put any kind of pressure, any kind of guidelines or placed any goals in front of him. The other guy, he's got his degree, He's walked it straight and narrow. He has he has no criminal record. And those people molded him. And it was just off sheer mentorship. Somebody just telling them. I mean, not telling you. They can't walk you through life. Our parents cannot walk us through life no more than we can walk our children through life. But you can guide them. You know, I grew up in Bed-Stuy. I've seen a lot of bad guidance. 
You know, you listen to your friends, they want you to cut school, smoke weed, bang girls. It's not your sucker. Yeah, I agree. I, I had the same thing, and I'm from Harlem. I figure, I look at it like this. I, uh, my mom had four kids, including me. And my dad had separate kids. Uh, my mother's household, it was, you you had to go to school. If you were sick, you had to go to school, let the nurse send you home. When my father passed, I looked at my uh, my other brother, and I'm like, he raised himself since the age of 11. He didn't have to go to school. He started hustling in the streets. So I just look at the, the upbringing. Even though his mom was still around, my mom was still around. I had rules. He didn't have rules. And we had, right now, we're in two different paths. I, I'm working nine to five. He's already been in and out of prison two times. So it's just the, it's, it's just the way I think your upbringing plays a major role in that. Well, that's true. I mean, but then you could have a, you know, you could have a priest and a gangster come out the same bedroom. You know, it's who, it's what you listen to. Who you listen to? You know, my brother had his ear to the street since we were little. I didn't give a fuck about the street. I never did. My goal in the street was this. I know how to maneuver landmines. I learned how to maneuver landmines very young. Unfortunately, I grew up in an era where I'm glad the young people of today don't have to deal with this. I'm telling you now, Ned, in my day, they stole people's pants off their ass. <laughs> not not just not just robbery. Not I mean, this is a whole new thing. Not just because I grew up when the first Puma came out. You know what I mean? Okay. The first Puma Clyde. They were taking people's glasses and I'm talking about pants off their ass. So you had to be able to maneuver. This is not bed that had you know, we got seven white families live off the block now. This was this was segregated New York City. Whites, Vincent Hurst, Canarsie, black people, Bed-Stuy, you know, not even Flatbush so much. You know, Crown Heights. There was, there was no mixing of the races. There was no mixed community. That shit didn't exist. Bushwick was Hispanic. It, it was, it's not just Bushwick now, you know, yuppie, uh, buppy, trendyville. No, no, no. now. No, no. People were not coming from Wisconsin and Middle America to go hang out in Bushwick. They would have oh, got. I agree. I, they would have got their ass handed to them. Uh, Harlem is the same way now. I used to be able to take the train, the number three train, ninety sixth Street. All white people left the, the train at ninety six. Yeah, I was able to get a seat at ninety sixth Street. I knew I was getting a seat at ninety sixth Street. Nowadays, they're they're on a the train to one hundred thirty fifth Street, and I'm like. Damn, I, I got to stand up this entire ride now. It, it, every, everywhere that was justified. Yeah, well, you know how that goes. What happened was everybody was in the suburbs. They decided that the fun, we all know that the fun is in the city. I never knew why the people with money leave the best part of the city, which is the city. But they do that in every state. They say, fuck the city. They move to the suburbs. And then their kids say, this shit is boring, man. The hell with that. I make good money. Let's push them motherfuckers that live in the city out to the burbs. Let them destroy that. And then when they destroy that, we'll do the, we'll flip it back in another 15 years and we keep doing this. And that's how it goes. They push you out. Cause I remember when, uh, Roosevelt Long Island was really nice. Okay. And then Roosevelt Long Island became a hellhole. You know, it really, it, it's like what I say now. I say, if you, if they was, even if they was living in Midtown, you live in Midtown, you pay, what, $4,000 rent? 
Could we get a larger apartment uptown on Brooklyn? Pay probably pay a little bit cheaper rent, and you only have what a thirty-minute commute to work. Yeah, now you get now that money that you got, you can enjoy the the bars, the restaurants, the theaters, the shopping, and you don't have to take that long ass trip. You know, you're not you're not traveling from Yonkers or somewhere or Long Island to come down and hang out. Yeah, you get more bang for your buck, and I'm not complaining because I'm, I still live in Harlem, and I must say we have some great restaurants now. And we have some great bars. Come on, see, I don't have to leave Harlem anymore to hang out if I if I don't choose to. Yeah, uh, you know what, man? I suffer. I, I I'm, I'm in North Carolina, and I I anybody that can hear me, I'm gonna tell you now: don't move to this fucking state unless you <laughs> unless you run it from the law for some reason, or you coming down here to go to college. Don't come here because every if you're from the big city, any big city, and you're used to certain things, you are not going to get them here. It just does not exist. I mean, I have to order my hot sauce online. Could you imagine? I can't even fucking find hot sauce. It's like, what the fuck do you need hot sauce for? People ask me. I'm like, damn, what's the matter with you guys? Y'all don't use, I thought this was the South. Y'all like shit spicy. Oh, no. They use that red dog piss, uh, Texas Pete. Oh, that's just garbage, man. Red Devil. That's not hot sauce when you come from New York when you can get shit like. I like Matoots and Indy Pepper. I like my food to hurt me, man. Yeah, I, I agree. I have, I have friends that actually make me uh, hot sauce every now and then, but I just had a bad case of hot sauce. I had bought some hot sauce a couple of years ago from New Orleans and left it in the cabinet. And I went to use it the other day, and uh, if you never had expired hot sauce, she was rancid. Oh, it, it it killed my inside, man. It, I, I was I, I couldn't do nothing for for the whole day. <laughs> you know what, man? You gotta look at the labels. That shit probably said refrigerate, or it had an expiration date. And yeah, if it's got, it was, I think it was supposed to be refrigerated. It was it was bad. Yeah, if it's got like real live pepper chunks or. Like any like real peppers in it, you gotta put that shit in the refrigerator, man. Yeah, and I always used to, I always used to laugh at people. I go to their house, they're like, "Yeah, you want ketchup or, or or hot sauce?" And they pull it out the refrigerator. I'm like, "Whoa, I don't want no cold ass ketchup or no cold ass hot sauce." But yeah, I just got sick, so I, maybe I should have put mine in the refrigerator. Yeah, see, that makes me think about a, a, a thing. One of my like peeves. I don't like to eat from people. I got this big thing about eating from people. I just, I just don't trust people, you know, when it comes to food. But every office has that fucking guy or that woman who will eat anything from anybody's house. Well, you know, it's just a potluck all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're first in line. Hey, I got an extra piece of my sandwich. Oh, and they come, they almost bust by everybody to get it. And the thing that gets me about that is people don't take in consideration. Have you ever been to their house? You see the condition of their house? Do they have like fucking dogs that be actually having their face up on the stove? <laughs> I mean, do they take out their garbage? I mean, do, do, do cats and shit crawl on the stove? I think about, you know, I gotta work at mine like that, man. I mean, I've had some experiences in my life where people have done me wrong when it comes to food when I was younger, and I will never ever allow that again. I know when I first met my wife, we, we laugh about it now. She said that the whole first time that she made me my first meal, that I stood right in the kitchen and watched her. She said, this fucking, she said, this fucking guy is a lunatic. <laughs> and, you know, and I didn't explain to her that 
I don't trust people with shit that got to go onto my body, man. I mean, I'm fine now. You know, she, she's been making me food, and I've been making up food for 20 years. So we're good. But, yeah, in the beginning, she was like, hey, I, I remember. She's like, hey, could you go have a seat? I was like, you know what? I'd rather cut this relationship off than go have a seat. You know, I don't know what the fuck you're going to do up in that kitchen. <laughs> I mean, I I would like to be I would like to be one of those people that was a little bit more trusting where it wasn't such a big deal. But that shit's like a huge deal to me, man. I gotta I gotta I gotta see how you live it. Like I have buddies, and you're like the king of the barbecue. You've invited me to your barbecues several times. Yeah, yeah. But you know why I stopped even going and even like taking invites? I'm that guy who goes to barbecues. I used to go to all my friends' barbecues. You say I've been like thirty barbecues in the last. 10 years I've ate exactly zero food <laughs> I'm the guy who will crack a beer and be there from say we're there from 11 o'clock in the morning these, these Brooklyn barbecues them shits be going at 12 1 in the morning yeah. and I won't eat anything so I gotta hear 52 times a, a night yo man we got burgers we got chicken we got some steak uh, you know he just made some pepper, uh, you know, I got I got some Yardy friends, so he makes like this pepper-encrusted fish. This should be looking good. And after about seven or eight beers, you almost forget your cold. <laughs> you, oh, I almost be forgetting my cold. I, I want to get close enough to the food where I can smell it, but don't have to taste it. And I'm like, damn, man, I'm, I'm, I'm making myself suffer. It's not good to... What do you do like a holiday season? Someone invites you over to their house. It's not happening. Not happening, man. I am not. I, I ate the last two places I can say that I ate. I ate at my mother-in-law's house, and that's it. And, I, and that might have been nine years ago. Oh. I mean, I just you know, and we were staying there, so it was kind of hard for me not to eat. You know, I'm there several days, but no, man. I'm I'm, I'm I call myself the best. House guests because I won't eat your food and I won't use your bathroom. I mean, I cannot use the bathroom outside of my home. I've always been jealous of that. Like I have, I have, this, I have the same issue. But I'm also, I, I'm also good at throwing away food on the low. Like one year for Thanksgiving, I went to a very close family member's house, and I, normally their food tastes good. So I was like, oh, whatever, I'll go. Food came out. It looked good. And then I, I ate a piece of it. I looked at my brother. He looked at me. And we was like, this food is disgusting. <laughs> so what you do is you take the plate. You you chop up the food a little bit with your fork. And then you mix it around the plate. So it looked like you ate most of it. Then you throw a tissue on top and just toss it in the trash. No one no one ever knows. No one knows the difference. Yeah. I mean, like the, 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 the bathroom thing for me, man. I remember this is this, this disgusting story. But when I was a kid, I used to go to camp. Every summer, I'm one of those camp kids, you know, my parents sent me and I, they sent me away to camp one summer and we stayed 17 days, 17 days. I did not use the bathroom. Oh. When I got back, when I got back home, they had to hospitalize me. I mean, I, I, I've been around people that be shitting with the door open, man. I cannot. I mean, if I'm not, if I'm not home, and it disgusts me. I'm like, why? What the fuck is the matter with people that they can't make it even to the grocery store? See, one thing about North Carolina, we this is a state where that's one thing I give them props. You can find a bathroom anywhere. You don't have to pay no bullshit McDonald's. Let me get a coffee to use the bathroom. They don't buzz you through doors here. Every place you go has a bathroom, and I'm talking clean. Gas stations, gross, uh, grocery, public restroom. 
grocery stores, everywhere you go, at least you can take a piss and wash your hands here. Yeah, I take a piss. I can't. I, I can't use a public restroom. I try my best not to use a public restroom. I can't even. I went on vacation with my friends in New Orleans. It was three guys, and I, I ate something off the street, and all of a sudden, my stomach was just bothering me. I know in my head I cannot go to the bathroom if I can hear other people. So I'm like, hey, I'm going back to the hotel room to use the restroom, and they're like. Oh, we'll go with you. I'm like, oh no, I'd rather, I'd rather just hold it. Listen, I, I, I'm glad and fortunate to have two bathrooms. Do you know that for 20 years, when before we left New York City, me and my wife, we had to share a bathroom. We only had one. That I used to keep a radio in my bathroom and run the fucking water. And this is a woman that I live with. So that's how bad it is for me. A radio. I kept a radio. And that's, I don't advise anybody to really have a radio in the bathroom because we're talking water and electricity. Not yeah. the brightest idea, but it's, it's, it's just that kind of situation. Some people, you know, we all have our, we all have our things in life, man. Like I was telling you once before, man, me and men feet. I don't want them shits nowhere around me. I don't want no flip-flops, no sandals. You're not getting my car coming in my house like that. <laughs> I know it's crazy, but you say, this, what the fuck is the matter with this guy? It's no big deal. Yes, to me, it's a huge deal. You know, I don't want to see your ass. I don't want to see your feet. I don't want to see your privates. But again, weekly pedicure or something. I, listen, I have feet like a baby. I have, I have the same feet that I had when I was a baby. Not a corn, not a callus, not a mark, not a scratch. And I don't even, I wear socks every fucking day of my life. I'm sitting right now talking. I'm on some nice carpet. I'm in a pair of socks in my own house by myself. You know what I mean? Because it's just not something I, 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 I don't even want to see my own feet. And mine's are in good shape. So you can go to like pool, beaches? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the pool, the beach, that's that's acceptable. But if you're fucking in Walmart, there's no reason that you couldn't put on a pair of shoes or some sneakers. I mean, here's the funny thing. Everybody brags about the 52 pair of fucking sneakers they got, and then nobody wants to wear them. Oh, yeah, yeah. First of all, well, you're right, it's probably too hot, so everyone was in flip-flops. And I degree whether I ain't, I'm, not putting on, I'm not putting on sneakers and socks, probably. That's, that's the way they think it. Listen, I was in the market once, not too long ago, right before the weather broke. In October, it was still hot as hell. We had 80 degree days. Matter of fact, we had 80 degree days in November. I looked around and it had, we, like 10 guys passed. Every one of these dudes had on flip flops. First of all, I want to be comfortable driving like that. I, I, I need some shoes. <laughs> I, I, I want to feel, feel the gas pedal and I want to feel the uh, brake when I touch it. These, I agree. I tried to drive in flip-flops one time and almost caused an accident. So I can understand how, uh, how difficult that would be. Cheap ass. And they look so cheap, too. Like $3 and like you get them as uh, Dollar General. I mean, it doesn't... Okay. Chinese slippers. Yeah, don't look comfortable. Something stuck in. I don't. Something stuck in the middle of your toe all day. <laughs> That's the new guy, man. I don't even know when this shit became cool, but it's like, okay, you, you just, you just came. We were both just in Vegas. It looked if you're there in the summertime, ninety percent of the guys ain't got nothing on their feet but flip flops. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, Vegas is a whole different animal, though. 
Yeah, that I is. Mean, the, the flip flops don't really bother me too much. It's the I can't deal with this ultra slim jeans these guys are wearing, man. <laughs> if you, even if you turn to a basketball game, look at like a Russell Westbrook or the football game Cam Newton. Their pants is like a size zero. It, it's insane. I don't understand how people can walk with and feel their material on their legs all the time. They wear spandex. You know what? You got to see the new ESPN commercial. You know how they show the NBA players walking into the arena? Yeah. They showed a couple of the ESPN guys walking into the arena. And one of them is wearing skinny-ass, bright orange pants. But, you know, they're making fun of the NBA players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're wearing skirts. They're wearing capris. I'm like, dude, you're a guy. Your, your pants are supposed to come down to your shoe. Unless you're wearing shorts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, unless the guy's trying to do that really hip dressing and he's wearing his high water type style. I mean, that could be kind of that could be kind of cool. I could deal with that, but I don't want your pants to stop at your calf and then be tight around your calf. No, see, there's there's there's, there's got to be rules, and the rules have went out the window. I, there's certain things that I think are rules for me. A man should be able to fucking throw a punch. A man should have some money. A man's pants should be pants. We should never wear capris. Our women wear capris. We don't wear capris. That's what it looks like. It looks like guys are going in a girl, wife's closets and be like, hey, can I borrow these pair of pants? Yeah. You know what? These are the same guys that, you know, letting her put three or four fingers in his ass. It's, it's a whole new generation of dudes. I don't, I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. Sorry about that. I don't even know where these guys come from. I, you know, to tell you the truth, uh, there's my generation, there's the older generation than, than me. Those were real cavemen. We were coming out the cave. These guys flew out the cave. This new generation. I mean, everyone wants to. Everyone wants to be free. Everyone wants to be free. Yeah, yeah. They, they want to be really cool. And, and you know what? What's cool now? I, a lot of it is clowning. Like I seen. I seen uh, what's his name, Paul George. He has some nice understated. His first sneaker just came out. Nice yeah. understated. I mean, nothing fancy about it at all. The fanciest thing on the whole sneaker might be the swoosh. But you know, nowadays we are, we don't wear cross colors no more. But you wear enough fucking cross colors to be cross colors. Hey, listen, Ned. We're gonna take a little pause for the course here, man. You know, we're going to give these people here at uh, New York Underground Radio some time to work their magic. You're listening to our world show with your host head, Netboy and Doc. We shall return shortly. It was poppin', it's your boy G5, man. Representing at DX all day, the Bronx Blocks, Baghdad, Top Gun representative. There's no more state greens in the building. Shout out to New York Underground Radio. Playing the hottest shit out. Hip hop ain't dead, it's underground. Let's get it. Yo, what up? This is D Lux. Representing New York Underground Radio. Getting it in. Peace. What up, New York, man? It's your boy Tone Baltimore. Out of me, checking in. Baltimore, Maryland, born and raised. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to New York Underground Radio. Thank y'all so much for playing my music, man. Love what y'all doing. Keep up the work. Holla. Peace. Hey, this is DJ Productions live from the 317 Nats, Indianapolis West Side all day. Shout out to New York Underground Radio for keeping it live. And like they said, hip hop ain't dead, it just went underground. One love, baby. 
Yes, Tana Lane coming through giving shout out to New York Underground Radio. That single she just won You know what I'm saying? New York Radio. Y'all the best. You know what I'm saying? Holla at me. Yo, 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 this is S. Don Perrion coming at you live from Toronto, London, Ontario, Canada. Shout out to all, everybody at NYU All Radio, DJ Dollar Bill, the whole family, you already know what it is. Uh. Yo, yo, what's good? This is Griffin Evolution, beat producer. Yo, when I ain't in the lab working on the track, you know what I'm saying? Listen to the number one underground. Radio station in New York representing the north side of Queens, New York Underground Radio. Here, check it out. Yo, what up, what up, man? It's your boy Extra, Lean Street Music. And I'm fucking with it, you already know, man. It's New York Underground Radio. Now look out shortly, man. Holla at your motherfucking boy, man. Lean Street Music, Lean Street Extra. You already know, man. I'm fucking with New York Underground. It's lit. Hi. This is Anna Mar, and I represent Mount Vernon, New York. I'd like to give a shout-out to Dollar Bill and New York Underground Radio Station. Yo, it's Jay Solid checking in, man. I want to give a shout-out to my up-and-coming young boy, Ken. I'm saying in his man's new life, 801. You know what I'm saying? Jersey's saying the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? New York, Philly, Chicago, West D, everywhere, man. You know what I mean? Shout out to the whole motherfucking New York Underground Radio. We're doing this shit from the muscles. You already know what it is, man. Solid. What up? This your boy, Most Valuable Max from Memphis 10. Shout out to New York Underground Radio, where all the real hits get played. <laughs> yo, 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 you already know it's your boy, the most controversial, Spec Austin. Shout out to Dollar Bill, D Dog, Stats, and your boy, Dre Day. Reason why I love NYU are is because they play that real underground hip hop. Welcome back to Our World Show with your host Netboy and Doc right here on NewYorkUndergroundRadio.com. It's good to have you people back. Hey, Ned, do me a favor, buddy. Give them all information. Um, you guys can go on Facebook and like our page. You can find us at Our World Netboy Doc. Once again, that's on Facebook at Our World Netboy Doc. Just like the page. We'll post topics there for you guys to get in on the conversation. And hope you guys enjoy. Okay, yeah. If you got if you got something you want to hit us with, a question, a topic, anything that you would like us to discuss, or maybe just give you a personal shout out. Hit us there, and we'll we'll we check that, and we'll we will do and answer what you post. Okay, it won't be ignored. Listen, we talk about a lot of things. Let's talk about some food, man. We talked about food, but let's talk about January just passed, and you know New Year's, and being that New Year's just passed, we had the superstitious meals. Did you partake in some black-eyed peas and collard greens? No, I have no superstitious meals. I don't make I don't I don't make anything for New Year's. I don't eat anything for New Year's. Well, I don't eat anything at my mom's house for New Year's because all she cooks is like pig feet and chitlins. And I don't get eat out of here. Only part of the pig I eat is bacon, and that's bacon and ham, and that's it. I'm not eating nobody's intestines or or feet. 
So, no thank you. Oh, yeah. I, I, I still can't believe that chitlins are on the market, man. I see those uh, look like fucking little uh, pails of, like, cement. Yeah, and I'll be like... If you have to clean something by squeezing it and, <laughs> and stuff come out of it, maybe that shouldn't be edible. You know, that's old slave food, my friend. We didn't have a choice back then. Yeah, well, we have a choice now. Now. And and I choose not to eat anything in a bucket that has the water around it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it should not be in a bucket. My food doesn't... Well, you know what? Ice cream can come in a bucket, so I, I'm wrong there. But I'm going to tell you now, and this is not for you. This is for anybody listening. Sushi is not... Just for Asians and white people, people. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna tell you now, sushi some good shit. You can partake of sushi. Black people, you can eat fucking mushrooms. They're not going to kill you. I'm so tired of people. I make I make my own spaghetti sauce. I learned from an Italian girl that I used to work with. She gave me a recipe to spaghetti sauce. I have not brought a jar of spaghetti sauce in over ten years. I jaw and make my own from scratch, like an old Italian. I'm a black old Italian woman now when it comes to making sauce. I perfected this shit. I fed it. I have fed this sauce to, I don't know, 100 people, and every single one of them love it. But I have some people who will say, I, I can't eat it because I got mushrooms in it, as though I am giving them heroin. <laughs> You could fucking eat mushrooms, people. You, I mean, it's a, they perfected the mushroom. Sushi is not going to fucking kill you. It's delicious stuff. We I'm got not going to lie. I think I, I may have only had sushi maybe twice in my life, and the first time I had it maybe was like three years ago. Well, I tell you what. If you want to start off eating sushi and you think you're eating sushi, start with those shitty-ass California rolls. Ain't nothing there. Who doesn't like crab? It's fucking white rice, crab, and some uh, cucumber. And then you could go on to bigger and better. You know, you crawl before you walk. But, you know, I'm so tired of, I'm so tired of people. you like, there's things that others can do that we can't do. Now, you was telling me about eating some armadillo. Now, I actually looked that shit up, man. It's worse. I said that it had a virus. It's worse than that. Armadillo, armadillos carry, uh, oh, man, what the hell is leprosy? Oh, what is that? Leprosy is that old biblical shit that used to wipe out like, you know, like when God wanted to wipe out a whole fucking town. Leprosy. Oh, okay. Uh, so armadillos don't ever eat that shit again. Now that I say, oh, don't. They also eat. They, I mean, armadillos not. They they eat armadillo, but they also it could have been armadillo or possum. But I know what I ate was armadillo. Listen. I see roadkill possum all the time. I wouldn't touch. There's certain things that are not on my menu, my friend. Rabbit is not on my menu. Goat is not on my menu. Oh, uh, you don't know what you're missing. Squirrel is not on my menu. There's that big fucking rat they have in Louisiana, a goute. That is not on my menu. I am not eating no pigeon. You know... There's just certain animals, man. And, you know, I, I catch it off the goat all the time. My, my wife's from the islands. Her family's from the islands. She loves goat. I used to go and pick her up rotis. I wouldn't touch them shits because I don't eat, I don't eat curry. 
I don't like the smell of curry. I, I don't like the way I've tasted it. And every time I've had it, I've been drunk, not intoxicated. Literally, I would say I was drunk and that was the only reason I ate it. You know, it's one of those two o'clock in the mornings. Damn, you still got a piece of that thing there? You'll fucking eat shoe leather at two in the morning. <laughs> you know, that's why we go to White Castle. You don't go to White Castle when you're sober, you know better. You oh, to- no, the White Castle will guarantee the uh, laxative for the night. Yeah, you go to White Castle when you're intoxicated, man. When you when you say to yourself, I don't care no more. That's exactly when you go to White Castle. When you're saying to yourself, I just don't give a damn how I feel tomorrow. I don't care how my belly's going to feel all night. And it's one of those nights where you literally tell the woman that's laying next to you, tough fucking luck today, sweetheart. It's, it's going down. I would like to say if any of our listeners is interested in eating armadillo or possum, the name of the dish is actually called tattoo or monocle. It's, and, it's from Trinidad and Tobago. Well, I don't know about the armadillo. I've never heard that. My wife's Trinidadian. I, I've never, she's never mentioned either one of those. Uh, I about curry tattoo. Oh, my God. Uh, I, you know what? I, I think I will do so. But I definitely never heard about that. I mean, I would not recommend either one. I mean, damn, Possum is a motherfucker, man. Just the thought of Possum. He's a ugly bastard, man. I mean... I was I was sitting in a backyard one time. Matter of fact, last year for barbecue. And I'm wondering why everyone got up and left. It was because this big-ass white Possum just walked across the party. Basically shut down the entire party. And I guess they're blind or something. They can't really see. They yeah, they- couldn't find that find a way to get out of the backyard. Yeah, yeah, they, they usually only, they only rock at night, normally. I seen one in Brooklyn one time, and I was like, what the, what the hell is going on here? I'm big, I mean, and they always lug, but here you see roadkill all the time. Matter of fact, we, we got this bizarre thing that's happened lately. Foxes have come close to us. Literally see a dead fox, like, uh, a week ago? Oh, wow. I mean, I've seen tons of dead deer. What we call roadkill in another country, maybe like a five-star dish. Oh, shit. Listen, forget another country. You ain't went further now into the backwoods. Trust me, in Kentucky, some people skate, pick the roadkill up and take it home. And mama knows how to make that shit into a stew. Can it? in it and throw it in the pot. That's right. I guess fire cures. Fire will get those tire tracks off of that bad boy. That's one less thing we got to buy. Hey, you don't even have to go to the supermarket. Side of the road. Yeah, the side of the road market. It's disgusting, personally. But, you know, it's just that's just something I'd be thinking about, man. It's like, why the hell are we so uptight about certain things, especially when it comes to food? Hey, uh... The culture thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the man is always trying to get me. You know, some some ways the man is trying to fuck you over. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The system is set up that way. But he's not trying to trick you and kill you with a fucking mushroom. That's not how he's going to do anything. The, the black man is not going to finally be eradicated via the mushroom. I, I, I think we figured it out. We're going to get the Hispanics, the blacks, and all the minorities... We're going to do it through mushrooms. No, it's not going to work. That's not the way it's going to do. 
I mean, we got we got bigger problems starting the twentieth. Already oh, started. Did you, did you happen to just see this 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 interview that this press the, the so called press conference Trump just had? Listen, this fucking guy is a lunatic, man. <laughs> Oh. It's a lunatic. We got a lunatic. And I'm going to tell you now, man, you have failed us. You have failed yourself by not taking your ass out and vote. Fuck all that nonsense you heard. Voice, every vote really did count. Your vote counted too. I hope that you at least cast it. Even if you lost, you cast. I don't give a fuck if you voted for somebody that was a write in. You know, this country. It's, this is an abomination, what happened and what we've allowed as a nation. It's an embarrassment, man. I agree. I don't care what party you're in. Always vote. Uh, but sometimes you have to vote with the conscience. You can't vote for an idiot. This guy is literally... I just watched 10 minutes of his press conference and had to turn it off because everything he said was, everything is big or tremendous. That he's the very best, very best at the job creator. I'm like... Dude, shut up. Oh, bigly. Everything is, is just crazy. To, he needs someone to write his speeches for him. And you sit down. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not taking your question. It's like <laughs> Trump is a 70-year-old man with a bad haircut who is legitimately a three-year-old. You can see Trump do something yesterday and say, hey, why did you do that? I didn't do that. It's not, it's not me on tape. Dude, this is not a shaggy video. It was you. He's he's fucking Richie Rich, who became the only thing missing from him and Richie Rich is he wears long pants. If he had on short pants, he's Richie Rich with power. Could you imagine? We don't need. You could throw away your fucking world star hip hop, whatever the hell that thing is called. We're gonna have a blooper real president. If you thought Bush was a humdinger. You ain't seen shit yet. And it's going to start. He's going to come running out of the gates on the 20th. Trust me. Friday, Friday the 13th, he's counting this shit down. He's taking Viagra for the days. He's fucking the days. Literally. Do you think he'll, do you think he'll last the full four years? Or? No way in hell. This is a bomb. How are you going to... Okay, put it this way. How are you going to buy gas, right? You have a gas cap. You, you screw the top off of it. You hold a fucking blowtorch in the other hand. And you don't expect a fire to happen? He, he That's him. He is, he's, he's that bomb waiting to happen, man. He's ready to go off. Something will happen. I don't, I'm not saying anything bad violent-wise towards him. But I'm just thinking that he will screw up one. I think that was his plan the whole time. Let me get past inauguration. I think Pence is who he wants to be. He, 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 you think he really wants to turn over his companies to anybody? He's talking about turning them over in the, to his children, the blind trust, as if he's not going to speak to his children. Oh, yeah, but he, he made... He, I, I, I'm, they won't discuss it with me. That's like just... That's like... You know, it's like, you know, you go on a jury and they tell you the stupidest fucking thing when you're on a jury. Don't discuss the case with anybody, but you share a bed with somebody. Yeah, exactly. Who or, or they say, or they say, uh, don't Google this case. The first thing you're gonna do is is research it. Yeah, yeah I mean, just just think about one thing. You ain't never been around a woman in your entire life, and I'm talking a female, not not a woman. You have never been around a female in your entire life if you're not gonna, if you haven't heard what, why, 
women want to fucking know. See, a guy might be a knucklehead, and he kind of blow it off. Hey, babe, what's going on with that case? She got, I can't, can't really discuss it. He'll leave it. You can never leave a woman with that. A three-year-old girl will ask you why repeatedly. <laughs> so you know damn well a grown woman's going to be, come on, come on, come on, come on. That's why, that's why so many knuckleheads are in prison right now, because she asked, he answered. Oh, but now we're living in an age where down people are doing crimes on, on Facebook Live or Instagram Live. Everyone wants to record their crimes. A guy just hijacked an Uber or a Lyft and had the guy film him while he robbed a bank. You can call it insane. Yeah, man. I have, a, I have like a 10 major rules that I, I, I apply to my life for social media now. I, they're like my 10 commandments. And I'm not going to go, th- I'll go through them at another time, but like one of them is like always the proper amount of clothing. Always. Oh yeah, I agree with that. If I'm going to, if I'm going to post a picture, I make sure that my surroundings are impeccable. Oh, it's not worse if someone posts in bathroom pictures and forgot to flush the toilet. <laughs> Man, I've seen everything from shit in the bowl to condoms on the floor. To like grandma laid out on the bed with half her titties out, <laughs> and, and homegirl, homegirl taking a picture like you know her, she doing her sexy L magazine pose, and just like four snotty nosed kids in the background with a shitty. You could tell it the diaper shitty because it's hanging halfway to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't take a picture. Even if your room is clean, don't take a picture in front of a mirror that projects into another room. Yeah, that room ain't together. Yeah, I, I, I've seen it all too. But I also tell people with social media, leave, keep your relationship to yourself. Oh, Why yeah, are you broadcasting your relationship on Facebook and then two weeks later you're with a new person? Uh, here's another one. This shit's got to stop. Got to stop. Unless you are out somewhere fancy-dancy, Unless it's some shit that is special, you know, you're at a wedding or you're at a birthday party, you could even be at a, like, a hot-ass barbecue, but if it's a simple fucking bacon and egg, toast and jelly breakfast, there's no need to post that, because the only people that can't have that meal are the homeless, and they're not on your Facebook. (laughs) The homeless are not on your Facebook, so it's no fucking simple shit don't do. I don't. I don't do meals. You know, it's boring when you see three hundred fucking meals per day. Hey, look at this. I, I have an apple. So fucking good. It's an apple. If you take a picture of your plate. At least make sure it's it's, it's decorated nice. Decorated nice. You can't just have slop put on the plate and take a picture and say, "Oh, I'm eating healthy today." What the hell? It looked like you eating out of a pig's pen. And and you're some fucking silverware. Anything that you posted that you got plastic for, save that shit. <laughs> if you got, I, mean, I can't take no pictures at home. Oh, but then, then don't do it. If you're using plastic, if you you if you're an adult and you're using plastic, don't fucking post your meal at all. Because of my house, you might think I live in a trailer park because I'm only using plastic everything. But see, you're in, the, you're in the process of moving. I can understand that. But no. no that's, that's because of pure laziness. I don't feel like washing the dishes. Oh, no, man. I have a dishwasher. I have a dishwasher. 
you know that I've never used this dishwasher in five years. I'm old school, man. I don't mind getting... First of all, it keeps my nails nice. It keeps them clean. All right. <laughs> Uh, lately, I've been banned from washing dishes. My wife says that my washing dishes skills are shit. Uh, I, I don't think so. I think I think I'm on point. Even though it's kind of amazing, she took me off dishwashing duty. But every major pot is still my fucking job. Uh, <laughs> I was told I'm the opposite. I was told I can't wash the pots. Just leave them. Because every time I wash a pot, it's either still oily or still <laughs> in it. Yeah, we have, a, we have like set jobs in my house, and it makes things work really well. My wife does all the bills. See, I'm a man, I, I'm a man, and I'm a man. But that's the shit she does. She keeps that in order. We have never not paid a bill since the day that I met her. Nothing of ours has ever been turned off. I trust her to do it. She balances the books. But for some reason or another, I wash all the clothes. Oh, but see, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lucky man. My wife's on the island. When you when you are with a man, a woman from the island, you do not get drawers and panties. Thank you. I've been trying to. You do not get forever. drawers and panties. My mom is not even from the island. She's from the island of Manhattan. She told me she was like, I. She would not. When I used to do laundry as a child and do the house laundry, it was just clothes. There was no underwear in the laundry. I don't want to go to the laundry man and draw this laundry that people thinking I'm Bruce Jenner on the weekend. Yeah, man, all I'm on, like I said, I, just the way she was raised, I don't wash bras and I don't wash panties. She handles that shit herself. It just magically is always clean. I don't ask about it. I don't get it. It's, it's got nothing to do with me. It's a private thing between her and her undies. And I love it. We have a, a thing in my house where I do my laundry and she does her laundry. It's just, it's just, it, it just worked out better that way. Cause she used to be in charge of the laundry. And all I know, it looked like Wolverine was at it on a couple of my shirts. <laughs> I don't know if I did something wrong to her that week, but my shirts was coming back different colors, and they looked like someone literally scratched the whole chest open. I was like, oh, no, I'll do my own laundry from now on. No, that's 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 always been my job because I, I guess when we lived in New York, I had to go to the laundromat. And I'm one of those guys who used to be at the laundromat before they even opened up. And there's no way in the world, and I... I am not one of those guys who's a fucking lunatic. I hate lunatic guys. There's certain things, guys, you could have let your women do on her own. One, let her go to the fucking hairdresser. You don't want her in the barbershop hounding you. Let her have that time with the hair. They talk shit that ain't got nothing to do with you. You know, you got you got these whole fucking families in the laundry mat. It's, it's unnecessary. One of the two can do it. The other one can be home doing whatever. Even if it's just napping or having some private time. You don't have to do everything as a fucking family. You ain't got to stalk the woman you live with. Give him some room to breathe, man. My girl told me, she was like, I can't let you do the laundry anyway because I do laundry maybe once a month or a month and a half before I do my laundry. I do laundry when I run out of underclothes. And I'm the type, I'm the type, if I'm running low and I don't feel like doing laundry, I run to the store and buy new underclothes. Oh, well, see, I have a washing dryer now. I'm, I'm, I'm like the Jeffersons. I done moved my ass on up. 
Uh, so Jefferson, I'm still in the good times way. Yeah, I, I, I got a laundry. I got my own. I've had my own laundry for years now. All right, so having that, I wash about once a week. I got a hamper, but my hamper's not that big, and I don't like that shit full. I'm a well, me personally, I'm a I'm a clean freak, man. I am a clean freak. I like my car a certain way. It drives my woman crazy, man. I'm one of. I have OCD, so I line shit up, things in order. Believe it or not, I could in the dark, in the complete dark, find anything that I need to find in this house. Anything. Because I put everything in the same place every single day. My keys, my car keys, my wallet, it goes in one place all the time. Never here, never somewhere special. Always the same fucking place every day. I love organization, man. I just... I wish I had that quality. Even my daughter was like, Daddy always forgets his wallet or his keys. But trust me, it drives my wife crazy. It drives... Because (laughs) she says you live you want to live in a fucking museum you want everything lined up it's gotta always be like I'm always tinkering with something like my remote has to line up perfectly like on the edge of the thing next to the next thing and next to the paper that's next to the pen I, mean, I was a freaky little child man I, I I was really bad when I was a kid I couldn't step on cracks like street cracks so I would my, they used to piss my father what the fuck are you skipping for <laughs> What is the matter with this boy? Why is he skipping up the block? Is my is my son got a problem? But I couldn't step. Or if I stepped on the crack, I would have to walk back three blocks. Not city blocks, but you know those three blocks on the street? Yeah. I would have to go back three blocks and then come back again and make sure that I crossed over without stepping on a crack. Oh, my God. I mean, that's, that I kind of cured. I mean, there were certain things that were bad. Like, I used to check my locks. I used to have to twist my lock like nine times. Even though I knew the shit was locked, I was I mean, still having to... Yeah, every, I had to do this every night, every night, every night, every night. I couldn't go to bed. If I was in bed, I would get up and do that. It was Did just like... Did you ever robbed anything that made you... Never. No, see, this is OCDs, man. It's just a, a compulsive disorder that makes you do shit. And I used to do that to... uh uh, when I had a gas stove, I would have to do each one three times. Each oh. one. Each one. I couldn't sleep unless I did that and did the door. Now everything in my house is electric. Everything. We don't We don't have no... I have a gas fireplace, but I've never turned it on. All right. Because I, now, I don't, now I can live without gas, I'm happy to live without gas. Well, I had to do it once. I do it now when I'm leaving the house is check the oven because I went out one day and then... The fire department was about to break my locks if my girl didn't come home in time. Because I left the, I guess I went into the refrigerator, it bumped into the oven, and it turned the gas on a little bit. And it was right after a building blew up a couple of blocks away. So everyone was on edge. So if you got a freaky child at home like me, there's nothing wrong with them. It's just that they got this thing going on. You know, you're, you're of normal intelligence. You'll have the same wit and humor. You'll still be the same person, but you're just going to have some abnormalities as far as clean, shit in order, and how you do things. You know, it's, it's, it'll be important, but it's nothing wrong. It's, it's not like you need any medicine for this. You know, that's why I'm not even ashamed to say it. It's like, you know, it's just it's just who it, what makes me what I am. You know, it's, it makes me who I am. Net, man. We've been going at it for a while again, my friend. And you know what? 
it's time for us to take a little quick break, a pause for the cause, if you will, on our world show with your host, Netboy and Doc, uh, right here on NewYorkUndergroundRadio.com. Stick with us. We'll be back shortly after these messages. Yeah, you know, D-A-N, Danny, B-S-G Records, yeah, Mike, Mill, Tug, what's good? New York Underground Radio, we on the ground. New York Underground Radio, turn it on, man, go ahead and listen, bro. New York Underground Radio, it's New York Underground Radio. I'm underground stacking ones, word the dollar bill. Tuned in on the daily, son, it's on the real. D don't care when yo, what's happening, God? Grade A with that flavor, boy, I swear they hard. I'm in the A, hit NYU, and I'm in New York. Word the dollar bill, getting money's my favorite sport. I got that D dog, charge me, cow, make you see the guard. Whole station like grade A beats, dumb hard. New York, underground radio. When I spit, everybody hit Circulation cut like tourniquets Lit like a blizzy, what's the dilly? We the hardest out See, I'm from Harlem, but I represent that dirty south We give you nothing but that authentic cypher sound I'm tuned in to that New York and they underground Radio, in your body, we got them crunk Stay dumping like a 12-gauge shot at pump BSG, this is Dan Records with a Z They got them hits playing daily, everybody G Crazy hits might melt to your lyricist You tuned in and they playing us, you hearing this? You can kiss, hear my rear like a back door Play them underground artists, what you hating for? New York, underground radio That sucker shit salute Respect dollar bill when he spin your shit Niggas from the bottom help you climb on up the ladder Sign up, donate, network with your chatter Got me killing them 16, young M.A. Ooh, that's me, keep doing it I'm serial with it, they radio kings, imperial with it Touch the dial, just kill yourself Fuck wrong with you, they play exclusives You on the same old, am I lying? Nah, it's true Grade A gave us bartenders, hmm Enough said they kill these other stations I don't speak ill of the dead BSG like kinfolk Our records spin like rim spokes Other stations suck, nigga, no, really, though Like deep throw Only one New York Underground Radio If they ain't your favorite, you must be sweet as Sadie, yo I ain't no dumb bitch, but damn Look how much they play me, though They got the sauce and the juice It's all gravy, yo New York Underground Radio Bro, New York Underground Radio. It's New York Underground Radio. Welcome back to our world show with your host, Netboy and Doc, right here on New York Underground Radio.com. 
So what's going on, Nat? I wanted to talk about ghostwriters. What do you think? I was just watching the video with the locks, and they said that you, they can't consider someone the top five artists if they have a ghostwriter. What do you think about that? Okay. Well, I got two views on this. In hip-hop, there's rules to hip-hop that don't seem to apply to any other form or fashion of reality. Uh, people love Michael Jackson. He didn't have to write his own songs. People love Prince. He didn't have to necessarily write his own song. I don't know why this rule applies to this one particular art. I don't know why. I guess because people claim, you know what? Suppose you're a rapper who doesn't claim to do things. You know what I'm saying? Suppose you're just a storyteller. Now, I can't understand. Are you telling someone else's story or are you trying no, to tell No, 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 no. Say, okay, Slick Rick, the ruler. Those were just stories. It wasn't in particular that he was telling anybody's story. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. If you're just telling a story about Santa Claus or, or fucking Christmas or Thanksgiving dinner. Now, I can understand if you... I, I'll, I'll agree with him if you are making a narrative of your life. If you're telling, well, you know, I was the dude on the block and, you know, I, you're blah, 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 and I'm the man and I, I brought in the weight and everybody bowed down to me. If that's not your story, don't tell it. But if I'm just fucking shooting the shit like she's just a friend, why the fuck can't somebody write she's just a friend? So, so it, it, but by that theory, if someone says like Puff Daddy is like the number one artist, number one MC of all time, that they could say that there would be no argument against that. Yeah, my problem with that is the, the shit that he has said on Wax wouldn't uh, wouldn't qualify him. <laughs> okay, but but say that stuff that Biz Marquis was doing, or or say Rob Bass. It takes two. You know, or Hammer. Why would you care who wrote Hammer shit? It was party music. See, now, if you, if you, like I said, if it's telling a story and it's supposed to be about who I am, if I'm telling you a street story, like, okay, here's one of the greatest of all time, The Message. I would have gave a rat's ass if Melly Mel and them didn't write The Message at all. Wait, so let's say, so let's say your favorite artist, for instance, my favorite artist is Tupac. Mine's also. I probably, will, I probably will feel a little slighted if I found out that someone else was writing all his all his records because because of how he because of what he said. But if if somebody helped him write uh uh Mama, I would have cared because that's a whole different type of thing. I mean, no, uh, Brenda's got a baby. Okay. okay. It de it depends on the song. If it's not personal, like. Some of them, because some of them, okay, I get into this argument all the time, and I'm probably going to catch some shit. Jada Kiss is not in my top ten at all. At all. People suck Jada Kiss off like a mother effer. He's just not in my top. I don't get it. He lost he me the- He's top five that are alive. Well, I don't give a fuck what he say. Um, <laughs> the first time that I heard him say some bullshit, he needs the scales that they weigh the whales on, he lost me there. Uh, <laughs> a motherfucker that need the scales that they weigh the whales on ain't got time for rap. 
<laughs> I, can, I, I, I mean, Jadakiss can rap, but uh, I wouldn't consider someone like a Noriega a lyricist. You know what? I don't. I don't particularly like his flow. I don't like his cadence and flow. I don't. You know, maybe it's the grimy voice shit. You know, you always sound. You always sound like he just shot like five bags of dope, and I don't. I, I like a cleaner, a clearer voice. So you didn't like you didn't like a like a DMX? Oh no! Well, see, DMX was going for that, and that 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 hit me right where I lived. I love that shit, but it's 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 that. You know, I ran into this guy. I grew up with this guy. Not saying Jada Kiss, but you know, you know. Come on, man. You from Harlem? You you met enough guys who put on that extra street voice. Yeah, I it always it irked me from the time I was little to right now today. I just don't, you know. I tell my brother that shit. My brother can speak English, but then every once in a while, my brother will dip down into like this. You know, I'm like, come on, man, what the fuck? You're not even speaking English anymore, man. Come on, you're not even. That's not even a language. I mean, you know. They, they, they was basically they, they was basically arguing if people could say that Drake and Kanye could be in a top five because they don't write their own rhymes or they have had people write for them. What about it's still entertainment? That motherfucker. You know what? I I, I tell you this, and I'm being dead honest. You could give me the world's greatest 32, 24, 16 bars. And I can guarantee you one thing, I will fuck it up over and over and over again. I just don't have the flow, the talent to pull that shit off. So some of them, if they're just a conduit to bring that voice to me, I don't, I don't have as much a problem as as some people. But I, I, I can respect that a person says they don't dig I mean but to say that all of a sudden a song that was in your top 10 songs of life that you've been running for 20 years you you'll stop listening to it because you a, a ghostwriter wrote it I mean I guess because I uh, say for someone like a Dr. Dre you know, everyone knows Dr. Dre doesn't write his own songs but he has like two classic albums oh yeah I you know I, I like I said uh I, I, that's just me. That's per, I think that's more personal. I don't think there's a. It's the only industry that I really could say that people are held to that kind of accountability. I think because other industries, you have to have some form. I mean, it's a talent to write your own songs. But say like an R&B singer, a country singer, you have to know how to sing. So if someone else is writing your your songs, as long as you know how to sing it, you can get across. But in hip hop, I guess. It's more like a, a trying to be hard or, or or telling your life story. So for someone else, the pen is like, oh, dude, you're a fraud. You know what? It wouldn't be that big a fucking deal if they had to create their own music. Because that's also an industry where, okay, you got the producer and guys like that. But how many of the artists are actually producing any of their own music? Oh, probably, I would say... Uh, I would probably say maybe five percent, if that. Okay, because you're taking some, you're taking dead sound, this sound right here, and you're taking that sound, which is nothing, and you're creating not only the lyrics, you're also creating the music. Now, what I miss from my day, okay, even the worst rapper today, one of, the, and oh man, there's some bad rappers today. So I can't say that. But some of the worst rappers today are more lyrical than what the hip-hop started. 
I mean, yeah, I agree. I agree. you know, I grew, I grew up with, like, yes, yes, y'all, to the beach, y'all. But I thought it was like, it was a happy-go-lucky type party type style, and then it, it, it turned into a gangster type thing, then it turned into something else, then it went down south, and now I don't know what the hell, we have like singing rap, I don't know now, what it is now. What I miss, and I don't know, you have to correct me, you're younger, you might be more plugged in than I am. Does anybody have, is there anybody out there at all, and please, you can hit me at on the Facebook, the, Our World Netboy and Doc, if you can answer this question, is there any DJ an MC that are actually still making music as a duo. Anyone. I have not heard well, DJ anybody in years. DJ and a DJ and a rapper. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you know, like uh, Fresh Prince and Jazzy yeah. Jeff. I mean, is there anybody out there like that anymore? Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say old artists. I mean, would you consider like a Timberland a DJ? Yeah, but who was his artist? Well, that's, that's that's the thing. I only know. I would say like if she was still really doing music, I would just say Missy probably might have been the last one. Yeah, because I guess most of those guys now become producers. You know, fuck being a the, the scratcher for you or your D. Because the the last time I seen Jazzy Jeff, I actually seen him in Philadelphia when he was doing a show now by himself. Oh yeah. He's just you know that's not like my favorite thing sitting there and watching a guy scratch records for thirty minutes. Uh, you know. I think, but the roots did come out, you know, Black came out there and, and, and hit some shit off, so it was all right. Matter of fact, I like the roots a lot. Yeah, I like the roots, too. They actually, if you haven't heard it, check out the Hamilton mixtape. They have some pretty good songs on there. Uh, you know what? I'll give that a listen. I, I, I really do like the roots. Even though I met Black, I worked at 30 Rock, so I used to see him all the time. He's a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> you know, they got that Fallon job and those guys are large and in charge. So they look you right in the face and, you know, even yeah, if you I get mean, you, the best, you know, so you can't jump yourself. The most I have to give them is the nod, the head nod. Like, you know, I see you all the time. Him and that fucking, fucking Keenan Thompson. I used to see Keenan Thompson every fucking day in front of the building smoking. Yo, bro, how you doing? And he look at you like you're a dickhead. Um, I mean, to the point where you'd be like, you motherfucker, you. Because the funny thing... His friend Cal. The funny thing is, I used to see everybody from Saturday Night Live. Everybody. Ride the elevator with them. I'm like, they're the friendliest fucking people you ever want to be. The friendliest people. The one black guy treats you like a dick. You know, you do realize that always happens. Always happens. Even... That's in any... I feel like it's in any industry... I get pulled over by the cops. If it's a white cop or a black cop, no, I thought the white cop is more friendlier. Like, here's a guy that you would say you don't know how he would actually act when you meet him. Me and my man Kyle used to run into Russell Simmons like almost every fucking day going to lunch. By the time I ran into Russell 15 times, he became like Uncle Russell to me. <laughs> Russell will fucking... He's, he's, he's cool. He's like an easy... Cool. Guy. He'll talk to you. Okay. He talked to you. Like, we need a, yo, Russell, what the fuck are you doing out here with no security? Man, why do I need security? Everybody love me. And I was like, you know what? You hopping in the Maybach. That's why he need fucking security. He's like, nah, nah, man, I don't need no security. Cool as hell, because I, when I worked, uh, I worked on 7th Avenue. Up the block from me was, uh, Rocco, Rocco, Rockefeller. Rockefeller, okay. So you were, and this was the Damon Dash era. 
he be out there with like 900 dudes and fancy cars. Down the block, it'd be Russell Simmons. Up, up, upstairs with me was uh, Carl Banks from the New York Giants, another douchebag. <laughs> and not just a douchebag because he plays for the Giants, just a douchebag in general. Because at the time, he was doing the NFL apparel. Like they was wearing those, you know, those gaudy ass NFL leather jackets. Yeah. He was the designer. Believe it or not, Carl Banks was the designer of the clothing. So, but I, I done ran into so many fucking celebrities in my life, but I usually don't bother them. No more than I would bother, say, you. I'm just only going to say hello. I'm never going to ask for a picture. I'm never going to ask you for your autograph because I really don't need it. I really don't need it. Same, same with me. I bumped into most deaf was his now. I guess his name is Jasmine Bay or something like that. All I did was give him a head nod. How you doing? He said, "How you doing?" Back and we kept on moving. I don't want. I feel like if I was a celebrity, I don't want to have to have people running up to me nonstop. I have to be able to have my own life and my own time. Was that you with me that we seen Brock Lesnar? No, it wasn't me. No. Oh, okay, okay. Because I, I remember this. Go, I went. We had a GMC around the corner for my job, and you, they would have signings there all the time. I mean, I've never seen a person that his own signing that was mean. It was his sign. But you know what? Unless you're going to, unless you're going to play some serious uh, weaponry game on him, Brock Lesnar is an ungodly sized man. It's just, he's not the type of man. He already looks like he ate pissed off a breakfast. <laughs> so now the last thing you want to do is be 200 pounds lighter than him, stand across from him, and start beefing. Because he looked like he's ready to go any second. You want to go? He, okay, you know yeah, what? You know, some people would test that just so they could sue. Yeah, but you know what? At this time, he was brand new in the WWE, you know, and it's like. Do you want to take the ass kicking for some change type situation? I mean, what's my trade-off? This dude does some serious damage. I'm not saying be a bitch to anybody, but you know, some people you gotta you gotta read the situation that you're in while you're in it. Look, a couple of years ago, when when someone, the two or three guys in Brooklyn tried to rob Mike Tyson and he whipped their ass. It's, 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 it's certain things that you can't really do when it comes to certain people. Yeah, he's I don't care how much you think you'll get for, for, for from a law from a lawsuit. He's another one, not not the happiest meat. I've actually seen him in Vegas, and he does signings, and it's like a miserable experience. Like if it's a miserable experience just to say hello to you, I'm leaving you alone. I don't care who you are because. You know, at the end of the day, when I go home, I'm still going to be me. You're still going to be you. And you're, you. There's an autograph on a shit piece of paper that you scribbled. You know, nobody's going to believe it's your signature anyway. And if everybody does, how much rent can I pay with that? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm not stressing anyone for an autograph. No, no, no. And I'm not stopping you. Can I take a picture? Even, no, no. You know. I once did. I must say, I once tried to sneak a picture of someone. I can't remember who the artist was, but my damn flash on my phone was on. Well, I got one celebrity picture, and this was, I had to do it. He knew I had to do it, and it, it's, it was a have-to-do situation. Tony Dorsett, that's one of my pride pictures, me and him. And it wasn't no picture of him, it was a, it's a picture of us. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a good one. Tony Dorsett is, I'm a lifelong Cowboy fan. 
and I was a fan of his since he was in Pittsburgh, and I was like, you know what, this is a this is a must happening situation. My wife was like, you know, who is that man? I was like, we're gonna <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna stop doing what we're doing. We was in Vegas. We're gonna stop doing what we're doing. I'm circling back. And I'm going over there, and I'm going to have to have a conversation with this guy. I'm going to have to let him know. And you know what? By the end of the night, when I got home, he fucking friended me. Oh, I was like, you know, that's the greatest. He He's on my fucking Instagram page. I'm like, cool. You know, I can say he's a follower. Matter of fact, I sent it back. I was like, you know, I, I loved him so much. I was like, I got to get you off here. I don't need you seeing what I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, celebrities that I try to tell people, they're, they're human. You're going to have your nice one, you're going to have your bad one. And then sometimes you might find a nice one that's just having an off day. Yeah, they're yeah, people. People are people, man. We go through shit day and night. You know, I try to stay on my game. I want to be a decent person. If you speak to me, I want to give back a pleasant hello. I might not initiate the conversation because I like to keep a stranger a stranger. You know what I mean? I agree. I feel like I'm, I'm a nice person, but if you catch me in the morning, I might come off as a dick because I'm not a morning person. Yeah, but catch if... Catch me after 11, I might be a little better. Yeah, but if you if you approach me, it's how you bring your energy towards me. Your energy is negative. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to match it. I'm going to try to top it. And I if might I, be a little Brooklyn in you. Yeah, if I can't get out of the situation, because I'm not ever looking for to run... But I, I am not trying to initiate. I'm at that age now where I really don't want to initiate it because I know shit is deadly. Yeah, yeah. No, no one, no one wants to fight anymore. Everyone wants to. No, forget. Hello. Nobody's going. The hand game is lousy. So people are going straight up to let me see how loud I can make this block clear. And the thing is, I live in North Carolina, man. Everybody can make the block clear. You come in this state, the first thing they hand you is a is a gun license. You so you might you might as well get it. That sh this bullshit. I don't want to. I don't want to have guns around me, man. People better wake the fuck up. This is a different world. We going through a lot of shit. Don't be a slave, man. If you can get that license, you ain't got no felonies. Get as many as you can fucking own. If you want to carry, carry. It's fine. It's your right as a citizen. I don't, that's yeah, the one. You may run into someone one day who's carrying as well. I mean, not carrying. I mean, you might not be carrying. Somebody might be carrying and yeah. you know how things might go. As my wife likes to say, people are acting very bright lately. Meaning, you know, all of a sudden, it's, it's, it's trendy to just say racist shit like it don't matter no more. Like, oh, that's because everyone has a, a something. To, they they can say racist shit now when they have a piece on them because they feel like you say something, I'll just shoot you. Yeah, well, and and if you all, live in a state of your ground state, it's a whole different story. Yeah, and it's also the climate. Think about the climate. We won, y'all lost. That's the you know you got people out here literally feeling that way right now. We won, y'all lost. Now. Like subliminally or non subliminally, they're telling us you're supposed to go back. Like a clock is turned. Why aren't you acting like it's 1950? Why aren't you getting the fuck out of my way? Why aren't you motherfuckers getting out of our way? We won. You lost. It's a, it's a, it's a thing. I don't even understand how people have that mentality this day and age. So we have to we have to do what we have to do to make sure that we're fine because nobody's gonna make sure that we're fine. Hey, Ned, you want to say some final words before we get out of here? 
Yeah, let me take it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed our show and would like to participate in the conversation next time, like our Facebook page at Our World Netboy Doc. That's Our World Netboy Doc. You could, we'll post questions. You can get in on the conversation. Everything you post will get answered. If you have a question for one of us, uh, if you want to answer, if you want to uh, give your opinion on topic, we'll try to get it on air. Once again, that's our Facebook page at Our World Netboy Doc. Okay, speaking for Network, this is Doc here, and I would like to thank you for tuning in and listening to Our World Show, brought to you by the good people here at NewYorkUndergroundRadio.com. 